This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Heartland Daily Podcast. I'm Jim Lakely, the Vice President of the Heartland Institute, and we are very happy to have as our guest uh, one of the smartest and most interesting men <laughs> that's affiliated with the Heartland Institute. He's a, a fellow named Ed Hudgens. He is also the uh, the head of something called the Human Achievement Alliance. And we're here on uh, what is today. It is October 21st, which is Human Achievement Day. If you didn't know, mark your calendars for every year. And here to talk about it and wonderful human achievement and why it's worth celebrating is Ed Hudgens. Welcome to the podcast, Ed. Uh, hey, how you doing, Jim? Doing great. So why don't you tell us about you know, why, why you created the Human Achievement Alliance? Uh, and, and I think in today's world where there's so many wonders that we see in technology and other places that uh, it seems that human achievement... Mm -hmm. It seems to be underplayed in our culture, as strange as that may sound. Yeah, I mean, we're in a very, very weird time. And of course, the virus has made it even weirder. Uh, we are in a time where especially technology, exponential technology has put us right on the verge of a future world of prosperity, almost undreamt of of long, uh, healthy lives with some of the research and breakthroughs done in uh, uh, genetics and biohacking and things like that. We're in this just absolutely incredible time. And yet, if you take a look at the culture, you see nothing but uh, pessimism, uh, uh, you see nihilism, you see anger, you see malevolence. And so you have this huge disconnect. Now, some of that disconnect, by the way, is from public policy and the lack of liberty. So let's be very clear about that. For example, with all of the promise of exponential technologies in every sort of area, uh, you have a disconnect with the education system uh, uh, between the, on the one hand, uh, the needs of businesses for uh, trained uh, and uh, uh, entrepreneurial individuals to work, especially in technology and areas like this, and individuals for remunerative and satisfying careers on the one hand, and the government schooling dominated schooling system, which as uh, Peter Diamandis, who uh, uh, co-founded Singularity University likes to say, it's Baroque and broke. We have, a, a, we have this uh, system that was created sort of during the industrial revolution, which was great for, you know, for, for uh, wealth and productivity, but it's basically an assembly line system we have today where, you know, at nine o'clock, kids get math poured in their heads, 10 o'clock, they get, you know, one size fits all reading and poured in their heads. And a lot of times they don't even get that stuff anymore, I can tell you. But you have this huge disconnect in our culture between the promise of the future and our institutions and the culture that you have such pessimism. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, at a time when we should all be optimistic. So I thought, and and the, the, and by the way, what this means is it translates politically into us going from Bill Clinton being a new Democrat, right, who in the uh, uh, latter part of the last century was simply going to solve problems to young people going gaga uh, over Bernie Sanders, you know, who's promoting basically a failed 
uh, uh, system of socialism. Every time it's been tried, it hasn't worked very well. And yet that's what people are, uh, you know, young people are excited about. So you have this huge disconnect in the, in the culture. So what I'm trying to do in the long term is not only address the um, policy issues, mm-hmm. but to address the culture. And one of the ways you can do that is to have a day dedicated to focusing on uh, human achievement. Just as we have, for example, we have a Memorial Day. We have mm-hmm. a Veterans Day that rightly focuses on the uh, the, the sacrifices of our, of our veterans to defend this country, to defend freedom. Uh, you know, we have an Earth Day, which started as a way of, well, we want to make sure rivers aren't polluted and air isn't polluted, which is we all, I think, agree with. And it's kind of transmuted into we want to we see human beings as pollution on the Earth. And so why not have a human achievement day where we focus on what an incredible world we have today? Yeah. Uh, and, there, and, and so that's that's the origins of human achievement day is to actually affect cultural change as well as public policy change. Well, why did you pick? Uh, I know why. Well, I'll ask this question <laughs> so our readers will know why. But why uh, why is October 21st the day uh, for Human Achievement Day? Well, the reason I picked that, I'd actually thought about July 20th. That was the anniversary of the first moon landing. The thing is, the schools aren't in uh, in summer. Now, unfortunately, most of them are not in physically even today for certain reasons. But the reason I picked October 21st is this. Uh, on that day, Thomas Edison uh, put an electric current through a, an experimental light bulb. Now, he tried 6,000 or so filaments before that. And he didn't consider the fact that they didn't work to be failures. He considered that to be a success, those 6,000 successes in ruling out what wouldn't work so that he could limit it down to what is going to work. And on October 21st, he put a current through a light bulb. And the next day, it still glowed. He invented the light bulb. And symbolically, what is it that goes off above everyone's head when they have an idea? You see this light bulb going over on people's heads. That's the meme, right? Mm-hmm. And so I thought that would be a perfect indicator. And the other thing, of course, is that Edison is exactly the kind of model uh, that we would that we that we would, would we would like this this inventor who gave us not only the light bulb, of course, you know, but who gave us. Uh, uh, you know, he was the one who created the uh, movie camera, the phonograph to, you know, record voice and so many other inventions. He's kind of the quintessential American mm-hmm. inventor. And so that's why I picked October 21st as a day that we can reflect upon human achievement. I have kind of three or four things that, you know, that we want to do with this human achievement day. Right. And so actually the it's essentially what so what year was the uh did thomas edison finally 17 1780 or 17 sorry 1879 was the the year that he did this october uh 21st and he 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 had a patent and again he'd been working on this for a long time yeah and every well, time he, he tried he failed he failed forward as we would say today that's right he said in the famous one of his many famous quotes was that uh he didn't <laughs> Uh, you know, he he didn't fail six thousand times. He just figured out six thousand ways not to make a light bulb. It's, <laughs> exactly, it's that kind of uh, positive can-do American attitude that is uh, yep. uh, that is something to certainly celebrate. You know, when you were talking at it, and I know that uh, you know part of the focus of uh, the Human Achievement Alliance is to educate kids, and maybe this will be part of uh, you know mm-hmm. part of an instruction day at school mm-hmm. to uh, to to remind children of 
really kind of the age of discovery. Now, I know we live in in an era where we have the basically the world's knowledge in our pocket in a in a in a phone, in a mm -hmm. smartphone, and we have you know. Uh, there's there you go yep <laughs> and we have you know we, we have genetic research where mm -hmm. you know we're, we're cloning animals and mm -hmm. you know it's just it, it's an amazing amazing time to be alive mm -hmm. but if you uh, you know i like watching i like watching history uh you know documentaries a lot on mm -hmm. youtube now more so than even television now because i can find exactly <laughs> what i want when i want it and it'll give me something else another great achievement it'll give me something else that i didn't think to watch and there it is it's a nice suggestion now i'll just mm -hmm. go on i can waste a whole afternoon rainy saturday afternoon doing that stuff but uh you know back then from the you know kind of the you know the, the middle of the industrial revolution when when uh when edison finally perfected the the light bulb that stayed on uh mm -hmm. you know the, the overnight mm -hmm. um th this was this was a time of like 50 years or so of astounding achievements and mm -hmm. i'm going to share with i'm going to share with uh, uh with our viewers here on on the uh well i will in a second when, we, when i said mm -hmm. after i get done setting it up but mm -hmm. you know you you have a page on what's mm -hmm. the website it's human achievement human achievement alliance dot org and there's links there to the various pages about human achievement day and right and, and, right and you you have a list of of people you've highlighted that had mm -hmm. you know basically the 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 extended mount rushmore of of individuals <laughs> mm -hmm. who have achieved great things for the benefit mm -hmm. of you and one of the one of the people you have on there and as you said you almost picked uh july 21st the day we uh mm -hmm. we landed on the moon as the day mm -hmm. uh, but so in actually two of the two of the individuals and two little sections you talk about, um, you know, giants and human achievement are the Wright brothers and, um, you know, the Apollo, uh, the Apollo astronaut. 11 astronauts. Right. And I, I still, I still find it amazing that somebody would be alive. Um, somebody in their seventies would have been born before humans had mastered powered flight and they would watch on television, which wasn't invented when they were a child humans land a craft and get out and step on the surface of the moon that that stretch of like less than 60 years or mm -hmm. is it fewer than 70 years that you go from just learning how to fly to going to the moon it's mind-blowing to me yeah. that that is something that humans could achieve in that short amount of time it's just i i think I don't think there's, you know, you can go all the way back and you, and you talk about some great achievers into antiquity, but it's hard to think of any, any span of time that mm -hmm. humans have, have moved so far, so fast. And it, it just seems even today, as far as we're doing as, as the great advancements that we're doing, we seem to be moving like that. We seem to be going, um, you mm -hmm. know, smaller, uh, yeah. maybe better in a smaller space where we went long ways, um, mm -hmm. in a, in a short amount of time back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. When you think about it, I think the first Wright Brothers flight, I think it was, uh, I want to say 1903. Uh, and you can think think of somebody who was born in, let's say, um, 1895. And so they're an eight-year-old and they read about, wow, somebody's actually flown an airplane. And now that eight-year-old in 1969 is in their early 70s and they're watching human beings walking on the moon. I mean, you know, that is indeed mind boggling. Yeah. And, you know, that's part of what I wanted to do with Human Achievement Day is, uh, and, and is the, and you sort of have several things to do. And the first thing is to raise consciousness mm -hmm. to, first of all, to focus on 
exactly what an incredible world we live in. The fact that we ha did have people living who literally read about the first airplane flight and then sat back and watched on a thing called television, which hadn't been invented, of course. Right. Watched the first human beings, you know, on on the moon. Uh, you know, I talked to my kids. I have two nine-year-old daughters uh, who are doing their Zoom class right now, by the way, something that they couldn't do uh, you know, uh, even uh, a decade ago. Not five and, years ago, you couldn't do it, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. And and they're amazed. Daddy, was there really a day when they didn't have these things? <laughs> you know, smartphones. And of course, I say, yes, yes, my darlings, there was. You know, they think I lived in a cave back then. But the point is to raise the consciousness. That's one of the things I suggest is the first thing with Human Achievement Day is just to look around us and appreciate mm -hmm. the fact that we have electric lights, the fact that we have uh, smartphones, that we literally can get all the information in the world you know, on a little phone here. And by the way, it's interesting because in the late 90s, there was this big fear among the, le at the, among the political left mainly of what it was called a digital divide we were gonna have a small group of individuals who had access to personal computers, and then the rest of the poor peasants would be ignorant, they wouldn't have access, you know, and things would get even worse. Mm -hmm. And of course, they didn't understand Moore's law that every, every couple of years, processing power doubles. So it goes up exponentially. It doesn't go one, two, three, four, five. No, it goes one, two, four, eight, 16, you know, uh, da, 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 wait, like that. Right. And so now pretty much, I forget what the penetration is, 70-some percent now of people have these things that didn't exist like a dozen years ago. Right. So first is to sensitize people, and especially young people, about how good we have it. Unfortunately, today I've got to pick up my dad, who is at the hospital. He's been in the hospital for a couple for a week now or so. But the good news is he's 89 years old. With all the illnesses he's had, he probably would not be alive today. But because of the incredible, uh, you know, advances in medical mm -hmm. science and technology, I'm going to be able to pick up my 89-year-old dad and take him home today. And I mean, you know, just <laughs> yeah. couldn't be happier that my dad's alive uh, today. And so I want people to appreciate exactly that sort of thing. Here's a couple of other little facts, and you can find this, for example, on the website under "Who Are These Achievers." Um, Louis Pasteur, in the uh, middle of the uh, uh, the 19th century, um, discovered the germ, you know, theory of uh, illnesses and did a lot of breakthroughs. And when you think about it, in the early part of the uh, 1800s, the 19th century, uh, the average age of somebody in France, one of the most industrialized and advanced countries certainly in the world at the time, was only about 40. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you take a look at infant mortality back then, it was something like one in five. Um, and then today, it's just like very, very few children die in, at, you know, in, in, at birth. And if you look, by the way, at the number of women who died in childbirth back in those days, it was uh, pretty high as well. I don't know the figures in there. Hopefully people can look those up. But just to realize the fact that most people are alive today, if you're over 40, there's a good chance that a century or so ago, you'd have been dead. Yeah. So the first thing I want to do with Human Achievement Day is to say, folks, look at the incredible world we're in. So let's celebrate that. Let's realize that everything is not going to hell in a handbasket. That's one of the reasons why, I mean, any we are richer. Even the poorest American pretty much has more access to great things than the richest person did 100 or 150 years ago, whether it's air conditioning or central heating or mm -hmm. medicine or you 
name it. Um, right. Yeah. Well, by, by the way, yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, and the point you made, we could get back to this in a, a little bit later, is that it seems that in one sense, things are slowing down a little bit because we had this period from the late 1800s, you know, a 50, 60 year period where you had the invention of the light bulb, the telegram, uh, the telephone, right? Uh, uh, you know, the uh, skyscraper, uh, uh, you know, uh, flight, uh, the assembly line, you kind of just go through all of these mm -hmm. things and by the way, that's part of the greatness of America is it all happened here. Incidentally, I'll just tell a little story here. When I wrote something about this, uh, I think it was in the mid to late 90s, uh, that if you really wanted a picture of sort of the greatness, if you walk into the hall, the main hall of the Air and Space Museum at the time, you could look around and what you would see is you see the Wright brothers' plane, the first plane to fly. Um, you would see the um, the DC three, the first commercially viable passenger plane. You would see the X one, which was the first plane to break the sound barrier, um, uh, flown by uh, Chuck Yeager, who, by the way, is still alive. He's in his nineties now, I think, something like that. You would see uh, the Apollo eleven capsule. The first plane, the first vehicle to go to the moon, uh, you'd see the Mars lander, uh, and you'd see now the um, uh, the the, um, uh, the the plane that flew around the world nonstop without refueling uh, that Bert Rutan invented, and you would see the uh, 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 Spaceship One, which was the first private plane to a uh, private rocket to basically go into. Uh, uh, space twice in a two-week period, which is just a few years ago. You'd see sort of the history going from literally the Wright brothers to Mars to private planes, all in your field of view. Just incredible. Talk about inspirational. That That is amazing. I, I know you. one of the great things about you, Ed Hudgens, is you're, you still have this wide-eyed wonder of a boy when you think about these things. And I, and, and I mean that in a good way. I didn't mean to be insulting to you. That's but it's, okay. It's, My kids tell me that too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's inspiring. It's, it's infectious. Uh, if you, if you want to know the truth, but the, uh, the, let's talk about here on human achievement day about mm -hmm. some of the, um, some of the people here, uh, on your list of what I would call the Mount Rushmore, of mm -hmm. uh, of achievers, and I'm going to skip around a little bit. Sure. Um, I mean, most of these, most of these, uh, most of these people are Americans. And actually, I want to talk about going mm -hmm. through your list here. Ben Franklin. Uh, mm -hmm. What well, a lot of people have to read, or I did in college, in, in one of my English literature courses, I had to read the autobiography of of Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a commonly assigned uh, book, and you know, I read it and it was it was interesting, but what was really where the, the book had such impact on me was it was extremely humbling. Um, mm -hmm. I was thinking about there I was at the, you know, the age of 20 reading this book and I'm like, oh my God, look at all he accomplished before he was my age. I'm, I'm such a piker. I'm not doing anything with my life. So, you know, Ben Franklin, I don't know if, if history teachers today focus on Ben Franklin, um, you know, in elementary school the way they used to, but you know, there would be pageants and, you know, the, mm -hmm. the cliche of, you know, the kite and the, um, uh, and uh, with the key on it, why don't you actually talk a little bit about uh, you know because Franklin really was in in every mm -hmm. sense a Renaissance man and, and really an American original, and mm -hmm. I would think kind of maybe you know at least the the kind of the spiritual father of the the spirit of invention in the United States. 
Absolutely. Yeah. The reason I included Franklin in there, by the way, there are so many others I could include. And what I hope people will do is go to the, the, the list and say, I would have put Tesla in there. I would have put this person in. That's exactly what I want them to do. But Franklin really, to me, was kind of the almost the culmination of the Enlightenment. Here is a man who contributed to science. Uh, he you know, actually discovered some important things about the nature of electricity, that lightning is electricity. He was a business person. Uh, he, um, uh, you know, he he ran a printing press. He ran a publishing company. Uh, um, uh, you know, he he printed books. By the way, uh, and 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 uh, he he was the um, he was an inventor. He invented bifocals. Um, you know, <laughs> he invented he, he invented bifocals. He invented the Franklin stove, which was a very efficient stove that was used for over a century to heat homes. He invented the lightning rod. So you want to make sure your building doesn't burn down. Well, hey, put on the lightning rod up there. So he was an in inventor. He was a, a diplomat. He was our ambassador to uh, France during the American Revolution. And of course, he was a patriot and one of the founders of this country. Uh, he was one of the five individuals on the committee that drafted the Declaration of Independence. Jefferson, of course, was the, uh, the main author, but Franklin was one of the people sitting there with Jefferson working on the Declaration of Independence. And he, of course, was the one who attended the Constitutional Convention, which George Washington presided over, to put together a constitution, right. a document of limited and enumerated powers with Bill of Rights in there, of course, and he was very influential on the kind of uh, the shape of the Constitution that Madison was kind of the main person. But it just I mean, any of those would have made him a great historical figure. Well, he's a great scientist. He's a great entrepreneur. You know, uh, 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 he's a great uh, inventor. He's a great diplomat. He's a great founder. I mean, and it all comes together in this one guy. You want to talk about an incredible individual, the symbol of America. Right. I can't think of a better one than Franklin. That's true. Well, you know, what's interesting about your list here is, and you, we started to touch on it, and I think we should talk about it a little bit more. Um, human Achievement Day, human achievements, you often just think about things like, well, I invented the airplane, you know, or mm -hmm. I got I got an airplane to fly, or uh, mm -hmm. James Watt invented the steam engine. And mm -hmm. Uh, but it's not things. The things are important. Inventions like the light bulb are important. But what's mm -hmm. even more important are the development of ideas. And uh, yes. you have Aristotle on here and you have the founding fathers on here. What were the what's the thread between uh, those two uh, figures mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. on your list? And mm -hmm. how how important was the 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 ideas that they presented to humanity and ways to live? Yeah, you're right. You're right on the mark that it's not that we wouldn't have these inventions that we mentioned if we didn't have the ideas and the philosophy first. Because remember, there are a lot of creative people around the world throughout thousands and thousands of years in human history. So why did these incredible things come out of Britain, France, uh, the United States, of course? And it was because of the ideas. Aristotle is, to me, the father, as you might say, of the modern world. Aristotle. Uh, came up with the notion of there's an objective reality. It's not all some, you know, thing in our minds or some magical world or whatever. There's an objective reality. Reason, our human minds can understand that reality. We can understand the laws of nature or the Veracausa, if I can quote my Latin from studying at Catholic University where I read all this, <laughs> this stuff. Um, 
and that and the whole notion of how we approach knowledge. What Aristotle does does is he oh he set down the laws of logic that mm. hadn't been set down before, and he says here's how logic works. He set up the laws of how to think about scientific discovery in the posterior analytics. Uh, he's the whole notion of having well we are going to study zoology. We're going to talk about animals. We want to talk about what laws govern animals and so forth, or biology, or rhetoric, it's the social areas, or physics. We want to talk about motion. Let's talk about what mm -hmm. it is. And in his books, by the way, what he does is he says, well, let's first review what other people are saying. So just about all of Aristotle's books, he says, well, Plato says this, and this person says this, and this person says this. These are very interesting ideas. Now let's determine how we can find the truth. That process is sort of what we call the, you know, I, I don't like to say Western because it's not just for Westerners, it's for Chinese and for people. All over the world. Mm -hmm. But that whole approach really came from Aristotle. And it was the rediscovery of Aristotle um, in the late Middle Ages, especially through Thomas Aquinas uh, uh, and uh, Alfred Magnus and some other great uh, folks back then that brought this idea back into what we call the Western world that really caused the explosion of, well, hey, we can actually do science. We can actually understand stuff. We can do experiments and all that sort of thing. Kind of came from uh, from Aristotle. And I, by the way, I'd add one other thing. Isaac Newton, who's the next one on my uh, uh, list, it was Newton's great achievement that really sparked uh, the enlightenment because what Newton did was he actually, in the the, the Honest Mirabiles, the miraculous year of 1666. It, there was a plague, by the way, in, in, in London. So talk about a plague time that we're in now. And so he had to go out to the country estate and kind of hang out there so he wouldn't get their, you know, whatever their version of Corona was back then, right? Hmm. And so during that year, he did three things, any of which would have made him a world historical figure at the he age of at the age of 23 in his early 20s by the way exactly <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so it makes us all feel like pikers as you say yeah. is that you know he basically uh, discovered and explained the laws of universal gravitation in mathematical terms so that somebody could actually calculate using math the trajectory of a cannonball or the trajectory of a planet around the sun and he said here's a unified version a way of understanding that um, and then, by the way, add to that, he discovered the laws of optics and, uh, you know, he had some extra time on his hands. So he invented the calculus. So, yeah, why not? Why not? What the heck? As a hobby. Exactly. And uh, in, his, in his spare time. But the, po the point here was that um, that was such a powerful indication of what the human mind could do mm. and how you could set down these simple laws. It would explain so much that it, it influenced the culture it influenced the ideas, because up until then. Up until the Enlightenment, there was this view that, you know, life was just kind of cyclical. It would just kind of go around the same way. The, you know, the poor are always going to be with us. Maybe we'll make some minor improvements. But what the Enlightenment idea did was it said human progress in the real material sense is possible, that the human mind is capable of understanding the world. And this is important not just understanding for knowledge's sake, but applying knowledge mm -hmm. to make life better, which all these inventions we've discussed come from that notion. And here's the crucial thing for today, especially liberty and individualism is necessary. Right. Uh, 
that you know people like Newton, people like uh, Steve Jobs, people like Edison, people like Pasteur, people like all of the Maria Curie have to be free to think. They have to be free to act on their own judgment. They're going to make mistakes. We all do. And it was that enlightenment philosophy yeah. that launched the modern world. And by the way, if you want to get to the other things about Human Achievement Day, I said, raise consciousness about a wonderful world. Number two is to focus on the foundations of our modern world. And that is this notion of its reason. It's not just, well, I have kind of a feeling, well, okay, we'll go out and give it a shot, okay? Uh, uh, you know, uh, and uh, look at the evidence and so forth. It's using human reason. And it's, um, it's understanding, by the way, if I can inject something here, it's moral character as well, because the most important uh, achievement is your own uh, spirit, you might say. It's what you make of yourself. And to do all of these other incredible things, you have to be disciplined. You have to, you know, have a certain amount of, uh, you know, I think I say that you have to be introspective. You have to be imaginative. You have to be uh, innovative. Uh, you have to be educated. Uh, it's these characteristics that come from the Enlightenment. And you can go back and look at Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. Everybody go out and read it. Uh, that that uh, that allow for that. And so one of the things Human Achievement Day is focusing on this, these foundations. It just doesn't come out of nowhere. The final thing for Human Achievement Day is to work in the long run to change our culture. Because again, I mentioned at the beginning that we have this weird world where we have so much promise and yet you, you see the culture dominated by pessimism, by nihilism, everything is pointless and purpose, and there's no purpose, uh, anger, sort of malevolence. And uh, what I wanna do with Human Achievement Day is to show, to go back to these enlightenment principles, to project them into the future. So we create a culture that's optimistic, a culture that's, uh, uh, that's purposeful, a uh, culture uh, that that is uh, uh, that we have joy and achievement. That's a benevolent culture that we can all prosper. We can all. It's not just a matter of I feel sympathy. For example, in Baltimore City, which is not too far from where I live, and Chicago, which is not too far from where you are, you see what's happening in those inner city areas. You see what's been happening literally for decades, right? I don't want to just feel sympathy for those folks there. I want to look at ways to do something to say your future can be optimistic. And so why don't you step back and think about how to change those systems? And that means an education revolution, for example, mm -hmm. where you give parents choice. I have a lot of this on my website, too, by the way. So this isn't just talking about uh, you know stuff in the culture. It's like once we have this cultural change it goes hand in hand with saying, OK, well, now how do we make the world better? if we accept these enlightenment principles. And it means that, for example, we say there's no need to have the, the dystopias of our inner cities uh, because we can look at ways to make things better. And these, by, by the way, these are not state secrets. If you go and you read the papers at the Heartland Institute, it's all right there, folks. Come right. On. Right. Well, you know, actually, I, I know we don't have much time uh, with you here, Ed, because you uh, you have other obligations today on mm -hmm. Human Achievement Day. You have many other things to achieve. Mm -hmm. But uh, the there's this idea, like, I think it's important. Mm -hmm. And that's why you put the founding fathers in there. And that's why you put uh, um, mm -hmm. uh, Ben Franklin in there is that yeah. without without liberty, without, um, you know, mm -hmm. in a repressive 
backward society, these things can't happen. And, mm -hmm. you know, another thing that comes through by, by going to uh, your website, uh, Human Achievement, uh, what is it again? I'm sorry. Humanachievementalliance.org. Humanachievementalliance.org is that when you look at the list of these people you have singled out, is that there's a reason there's that phrase standing on the shoulders of giants. I mean, the idea, the ideas and the the achievements of Isaac Newton, you know, raise the ability of humans uh, to to think. I mean, you, everybody yeah. now, you know, you by high school, you know. You know all the things that that Isaac Newton figured out on his own, right? And you're that's you're right. 15 because you're taught these things, yep. and it's it's just amazing. And that's that's what that's what you get at is that you know mm -hmm. through freedom and persistence and um and, and an era of enlightenment, you can mm -hmm. keep building upon those achievements just as mm -hmm. you can build upon you know the Wright brothers building an airplane to uh, uh, NASA and all the contractors building a, a vehicle that will take somebody and land them on the moon safely. Yep. And it's because you continually build on what humans have achieved uh, mm -hmm. in, in the past. But there's this, uh, as you talked about, you know, the, 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 you know, the plight of the inner cities and that, you know, there's this sense, I think sometimes, Ed, that, that uh, humans can fix everything. They can fix mm -hmm. anything, and and I think that's a that's a healthy attitude to have. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the the flip side that that mm -hmm. that I think is sometimes dangerous, and that's the idea that humans can be perfected. That through science mm -hmm. and yes. reasons you can perfect humans, and that if mm -hmm. you're not perfect in the mm -hmm. eyes of some people who are smarter than you, say, mm -hmm. then there's something wrong with you. Is there mm -hmm. is there a danger in that as as we yeah. continue to advance as as a civilization that that people are going to think that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, freedom is less important than perfection. Yeah, no, that's a very good point because I, the way I like to put it is we're always in a state of becoming. Uh, we're always in a state of movement from, you know, hopefully something that's good to something that's even better. But, you know, the old don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, I think is a caveat we all have to take. And what, what I'd say is that if you look at human, and I, of course, I'm, there's no, bigger fan of human reason and pro progress and enlightenment than the one you're talking to right now. But uh, what you see is that when you have, when, often when you have a notion that there can be absolute perfection or utopia, what you get is, for example, the French Revolution, where, well, if we just kill enough of the bad people, eh, you know, then everything will be cool. And of course, we know that's not happening. Or in, you know, in in Soviet Russia. Well, if we just kill off enough, you know, it might be ten, it might be twenty million. Who's counting, right? You know, we just right. kill off enough of the wrong, the right people, and everything is going to be cool. And uh, that's really an arrogance. That's uh, that. As much as I appreciate human reason, you have to understand. Coming back to Edison, Edison tried like several thousand filaments before he got it right. Okay, use that. As your analogy, we're always going to be trying stuff, and hey, this thing doesn't work. Remember, uh, uh, you know, Henry Ford, who's on my list, uh, had two companies before Ford Motor Companies, and they failed. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and of course, he said, "Well, I'll try it third time," and third time was a charm, and he got Ford Motors. Remember, the guy who created, uh, you know, Steve Jobs is on the list, right? And he created, uh, you know, the he was one of the pioneers of the personal computer. And then he got fired from the company that he founded. And then the company started going downhill because it became bureaucratic and, you know, just the innovation was gone. And so what did they have to do? They had to bring Steve Jobs back and then he just ripped it off, ripped everything out. Right. You know, just to, right. And, and by the way, what's interesting is Jobs is that he started with the iPod 
But then he was, instead of just saying, I'm going to keep all our profits in the iPod, he wanted to overcome the iPod. So the next thing was, I want to create a, uh, you know, one of these things. So I don't need an iPod anymore because I got this stuff, this thing, right? And the right. point is, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Progress, keep it up, keep it going, but don't have this kind of arrogance, which is going to, I think, sabotage, uh, uh, you know, the progress that we know can happen if we just take it step by step, be innovative, try something, fail. Okay, good. Try something else. Right, right. And and, and human achievement flourishes when, when you have a happy society too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Human achievement is not often achieved in misery. Uh, yeah. the, the, the Soviet Union was a miserable country and they basically were playing catch up with the United States on all their technology by stealing it from us. And yeah. it seems it seems China is, is, seems to be following the same pattern. It seems like a very miserable place to be. It's hard to be innovative when uh, you're not a, you're not a happy society. Yeah, no, and, and by the way, and this can be for another broadcast, but I actually was in the Soviet Union in 1989 and 1990 when it was the Soviet Union doing free market conferences. I was there in 81 as well. I can tell you all about the dysfunctions. I can give you some really incredible stories there, but you're absolutely right. You have this positive attitude has to come from a very, uh, uh, you know, positive world uh, worldview. And that's what I'm suggesting uh, we should have. And that's why it's so important to have the cultural changes, because you take a look at the uh, wonderful papers that Heartland puts out. And by the way, many of them are authored by me. So everybody go and take a look at the medical, you know, the, take a look at the medical innovation uh, part of my website. You'll see lots of links to Heartland uh, uh, materials there. But the point is, if we make these intellectual arguments and they fall on uh, polluted ground, where people believe, ah, this is why even pop, pay attention to these facts because everything is going to go to hell anyway. Then all of our reason, all of the great work that we do is going to be for naught. We have to have fertile ground for our ideas, and the fertile ground is a culture that's optimistic, you know, that's uh, uh, purpose-driven, that ha that takes joy in achievement. Then the ideas that you put out, people are going to be eager for them. They're going to say, "Wow, Hartman put out this great paper on education reform." Wow, I need to do that because I want to make sure that we don't have, as we did uh, two years ago, 13 high schools in Baltimore City where there were zero students competent in math. Not only 50%, not only 40%, zero. So somebody's going to look at a Heartland paper and say, because I'm so po positive we could do better, then the ideas fall on fertile ground. Yes. Absolutely. Very great point. And we can leave it there. Ed Hudgens, the uh, here on Human Achievement Day, Human Achievement Day, and you can visit uh, the website, humanachievementalliance.org for more information on how you can celebrate the glory of human achievement. Ed Hudgens from the Heartland Institute. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Thanks a lot. I enjoyed it.